Coming up, me, Sal, Sunday night. We're back. This episode of the Bill Simmons Podcast is presented by State Farm. If you ever been in an accident and you're okay, but you know what happened? Your first reaction is going to be, man, why did that happen? If you ever buy a new house or a new car or a new anything, there's this little rush you get when you're like, I did it. I made it happen. But really, the only words you need to remember are like a good neighbor. State Farm is there. State Farm has options to fit your unique insurance needs, meaning you can talk to your agent to help choose the coverage you need, have coverage options to protect the things you value most, file claim right on the State Farm mobile app, and even reach a real person when you need to talk to someone. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. Learn more at statefarm.com. This episode is brought to you by Lincoln in the all-new 2024 Nautilus Hybrid featuring a customizable 48-inch panoramic display, available Revel audio system, and available perfect position front seats with active motion massage. Oh my God. The world isn't wide enough. Visit lincoln.com to learn more. Some models, trims, and features may not be available or may be subject to change. Check with your local retailer for current information. Lincoln and Nautilus are trademarks of Ford or its affiliates. We're also brought to you by the Ringer Podcast Network, where I hope you're listening to all of our NFL podcasts, Ringer NFL Show, Ryan Rossillo, the Ringer Gambling Show, the Ringer Fantasy Football Show, Against All Odds with Cousin Sal, that's back. We have the local pods in Boston and New York and Philly and Chicago. So we are killing it. Killing it on the website as well, theringer.com. Check that out. Benjamin Solex premiering a new Sunday night column, by the way, that, uh, that we're excited about. So you can check that out on the Ringer. Com. I have a new rewatchable. It's coming on Monday night. It is the all-time one for us. I don't think maybe three other times in the 300-plus movie history of the rewatchables have we played the one for us card harder than this. But we had to do it. We hadn't done a Michael Mann movie in, the while, in a while, and we're running out of movies. So Chris Ryan and I, we circled it. We circled it. We debated whether we should do it. Uh, we let it ferment like a mediocre bottle of wine. And then we finally did it, Black Hat, which after eight years is a movie that we finally have decided we like. We don't care if you don't like it. Uh, it's a fun podcast anyway. We dive into the Michael Mann stuff. He's relevant again because uh, he's got the Ferrari movie coming out. He's also been saying how he wishes he had a redo of this movie. So we dive into that. But uh, this movie has a lot of good pieces to it and has become increasingly relevant. So that is the rewatchables. And then we're doing two bangers the Mondays after that. So give this one to us. Just throw us a bone. Coming up, the cuz, cousin Sal, week one, NFL, almost in the books. We're going to cover it and we're going to guess the lines for week two. We're going to talk about our big FanDuel TV show that we launched today. Wise guys, I hope you watched it. What went wrong? What went right? And everything else. But first, we'll bring in our friends from Pearl Jam. Taping this 825 Pacific time, Sunday night. It's a rare role reversal. Sal, we've been doing this for 17 years. Usually we would come on Sunday nights. I'm in a great mood. My team just killed somebody. You're upset about something. Now it's a flip. My beloved Patriots blow a game at home that felt super winnable in the in the second half. And then your team 
Yeah, just de- yeah. decimates the New York Giants. 40 to nothing. I think they had like 35 fantasy points. And it was one of, there were three games today where you knew within three minutes that the game, or five minutes that the game was over. And this was one of those. You guys just look so much faster than them. You must be feeling great. What an ass whooping. The only thing I'll say is it's not a rivalry anymore. I mean, I, I know you feel this way about, I don't know, you've said this a bunch about teams like that you beat up, uh, that you that you root for. But uh, honestly, like this is um, this is as much of a rivalry as Green Bay-Chicago at this point. Like there's there's uh, no good games anymore. It's been almost, a, you know, eight, seven or eight years since we've seen something competitive. I guess there's a couple games in there, but that defense was amazing. And that's why, like, all this Dak talk, like, it hardly matters. This defense is so good. When you have a top three defense like this team and San Francisco and Philadelphia, I feel like, you know, only, you know, the the lower echelon quarterbacks are just not going to beat you. Not that it was all Daniel Jones' fault. Like, I didn't have a chance. And they left him in there to the very end. My God, they must have thought, I guess he's okay with Ty Taylor being quarterback. But, uh, but well, your Col- team, Collinsworth, yeah. Collinsworth was doing the whole uh, Daniel Jones. He's just trying to prove <laughs> to his team that he's the guy and he's going to be out there. I'm like, they should be pulling. Get the hook. He's going to yeah. get hurt. He's been of sacked course. eight times. They're down 40 points. Get him out. That's why you have Collinsworth, by the way, Collinsworth set the record for pass rush today. He, he did. Really, I was he, laughing. He, I don't know how many. Yeah, I stopped counting at double digits. It's like he was hibernating all summer and they woke him up and he was like, uh, pass rush, pass rush, pass rush. Right? He, could, he couldn't help himself. He could not help himself today. Counter on your destructive defense. This is kind of the perfect opponent for you guys. Where as soon as you have a 7 nothing lead and they have to yeah. do more stuff than just their run the ball, run the ball, oh, play action, oh, roll out. Once they right. actually had to do some stuff, it... it they didn't have a chance. Parsons was plus 450 for the year for Defensive Player of the Year. He was yeah. the best defensive player in any of the TVs today. Um, mm-hmm. But you got Jets next week at Arizona, home New England, and then this San Francisco game in week five at San Francisco Sunday night. That There are three teams that jumped out today. It's really mm-hmm. two and a half. Your team, the Niners, and then Philly, um, you know, they did what they had to do, but the the class of the day were the three NFC teams. And I don't want to make fun of your team too much because I know I know what happens. And uh, in fact, I'm going to prop them up because you could have been like the Steelers where they, as soon as they were down 16 nothing, it was over against the 49ers. They didn't have a chance. They checked out. They went, they went to the bus early. You guys came back. It was 16-14. I don't know what happened. Brady did a lap around the, the Gillette Stadium and then you scored six points the rest of the way. But I have to keep you liking this team because I know what happens. Come October, you're talking about Jason Tatum MVP odds and I can't take it. So I have to, oh, you think I have to convince out? you that they're a good team, even though they're not. But no, so you must be happy. Counter, I okay. actually think they're a good team. I just think Philly's one of the best three teams in the league, but they were, right. I think for a loss, that was about as good of a loss as you, as you can have because everything goes wrong in the first quarter. Like everything. They're down mm-hmm. 16 nothing to a team that has protected and advanced and built leads about as well as anybody the last couple of years. But man, right. you look at the stats for, you know, the end of the game, like the Eagles were 4.1 yards per play. They were shutting them down over and over again. They shut them down on fourth and two. Um, I just I was going to tell you, don't I look at their the defense stats. Was le- but the defense was, I thought, legit good today for the Pats. Yeah. And, you know, they lost the game because they... There was a terrible that they were driving for the go-ahead score, and Hunter Henry gets that like really shaky penalty, the holding. 
Um, and then they squandered a bunch of, bunch of they had a couple weird coaching things. It felt a little like last year in the fourth quarter. Um, yeah. But talent-wise, I, I thought they hung with Philly. The Niners, Steelers, and Cowboys, Giants, there mm-hmm. felt like there was a talent deficiency. And we, I don't know when you want to talk about me admitting defeat on the Steelers. I'm not ready yet. Mm-hmm. But that was an absolute ass-kicking. I Big picture to me, I'm just leaving today as like the three best teams are in the NFC. And I don't wow. know who the best AFC team is. I watched yeah, the, all the yeah. football. We haven't seen Buffalo and the Jets yet. So there's still a chance one of those two will jump out. But man, you go through all the AFC teams, all of them look really flawed. And the three best teams are in the NFC. You're not going to be wrong because, you know, you're not going to take Cincinnati as the best team after they scored three points and Burrow was just uh, atrocious, right? You're not going to take any of the AFC South teams because they're AFC South teams. You're not going to take any West team because the Raiders are in sole possession of first place. And you're right. right. Tomorrow's game, I guess, <laughs> right. decides it. Yeah. yeah. But you so, would say, right, oh, no, no, one, the Chiefs, fine. the Chiefs will be there. And and yeah. I'm not positive. I don't, from what we saw from their receivers, and then you got Kelsey now hitting his mid-30s, and it's like, I don't, I'm not positive they're going to be no, there. No, they're good. They're no, good. No, I know they're I, good, but Dallas-San Francisco, we, different level. No, sure. But we could, what well, we take away from that game, and now it's so many days removed that, I, I like, I don't feel terrible about the Chiefs, and I don't feel great about the Lions. They didn't win because of that high-powered offense, right? That everybody was talking like, oh, I'm on St. Brown, and this and that. Like, it, yeah, it's not, it's not what we thought. And, I, you know, Goff has his interceptionless streak continued, but they were a serviceable offense. They really didn't score much. They had, they had the, um, you know, they scored after the fourth and two, the fake punt, and they scored on a pick six. Otherwise, it's not a lot of points, right? <laughs> but like one legit touchdown offensively. And so everyone could say, Chris Jones, oh, it made a difference. And sure, like on third and long, you would have liked some of those pressures. But that yeah. defense was very, very good, I thought. Well, and also, if Tony just catches that ball oh, yeah. with two and a half minutes left, they win the game. And then we're like, oh, Lions. I thought their offense yeah. was going to be better. The best right. defenses I saw today, um, other than San Francisco and Dallas, the Tennessee-New Orleans game was mm. actually some really good defense and and pass rushes on both sides, or pass rush, as Chris would say. But right. I actually thought I'm interested in both of those teams because... Those teams are both physical and, you know, they had the misfortune of just playing each other. But I think there's a lot of teams both of them would have beaten. So those two stood out to me. But all in all, pretty sloppy. And, you know, the San Francisco-Pittsburgh being over in five minutes was probably the biggest disappointment of the early games, right? Well, what do we want to do? Do we want to give all these defenses credit or do we want to crap on some of these quarterbacks? Or is it not their fault because they don't play in the preseason, which is understandable because it's like a fireable offense to, you know, put your starter in in the fourth game if he gets injured. But the trade-off for that is you get terrible, terrible quarterback play in week one. It just becomes a preseason yeah. game. So I don't know. I, I'm pretty sure the Cowboys defense and the 49ers defense and the Eagles defense will continue to be good. But some of these others, I'm I'm not positive. Like, what do you do if you're Tennessee? They would have started Malik Willis or or yeah. uh, you know, or Will Levis, but it doesn't seem like those guys are ready. I mean, you for sure would have put them in to start this season. Yeah, I mean, the Pickett versus Purdy piece of that game, Purdy was yeah. lights out in yeah. the first half. He was so good. And he was, there was a couple of times where he had to move around or make a throw and he did. And Pickett was the opposite. You know, mm-hmm. all the, he basically undid all the preseason hype all the talk, how efficient he was. But this is the thing. After week one, I'm not I'm not willing to write anybody off. There's a couple teams that I think stink. And just because Pittsburgh got killed by San Francisco, we know how long the season is. Um, 
Dallas we don't, Giants. We usually do. We usually do cross a playoff team off week one. Oh, we're, we, for, I, have a, I have a special cross-off list for you coming oh, up. List. But, um, okay. All right. But the big, the big, big piece of today, and we buried yeah. the lead. What are we? Almost eight minutes in. Yeah. YouTube TV comes in. They take... And, you know, granted, they've they've done some sponsor stuff for The Ringer and for this pod. So I, I, I'm divorcing everything I'm about to say. Yeah. DirecTV has this four screen thing. How, for how many years did they have that? Mm-hmm. Like what, 12, 15? Did we have that? Where every year we were like, what are they doing with this? Why can't right. I pick the games? Why is there stuff on the left side? Why is there ads on the left side and the bottom? To, that shrink the boxes. Why mm-hmm. don't I have more choices with this? It would be so cool if it was just the four boxes all next to each other. It would even, I, I'm not even going to say it would be cool to be able to pick the games because that's too crazy. <laughs> I, that, that's too much to ask. Just give me the four boxes that fill up my TV and right. YouTube TV pulls it off. They have this multi-view and I didn't even realize we could pick any combination we wanted. So it could be, you could have the four games or you could Can scroll we? to the left. Oh yeah. yeah. Yeah, ask Kyle was there with me. We were like, do we do red zone in the three games? They had all it these can't different be, It can't be every combination because then you they have had like, every combo. I'm telling there you. There are eight games, four, every combination of they four had for eight games. Every combo. And I did feel like I was going blind, like reading a Cheesecake Factory menu because I'm like, okay, <laughs> what, which logo? I was playing like concentration or something. Like, I really couldn't like figure out. I was, it was really. Well, it's test. Yeah. It keeps our brains going. So yeah. we settled on these four games. And then mm-hmm. I had the two TVs next to my big TV. And we had right. six games going legitimately. And I was like, really, I, I felt like I saw more football today than I've ever seen in my life. So stuff like the Tennessee New Orleans game, we could yeah. actually see like how physical that game was. And then, you know, some of the other ones like Arizona, Washington, Washington was super lucky to win that game. Arizona yeah. was lingering and lingering and lingering. They had a quarterback who barely seemed like he knew the offense, but a lot right. of those early games got uh, really close. What jumped out to you in the early games? Um, let's see. So the San Francisco, I like being right about San Francisco, Pittsburgh. I like being right. Yeah, about that was good. That Cleveland, was good. Cincinnati. Right Although I, I don't know. I'm not sure how much I, of a lap I should do for Cleveland, Cincinnati. That was such a, was there a monsoon or did, was it just like lightish rain? Cause nobody could throw a pass. Like Barrow was bad. And again, he didn't play in the preseason. We understand, but, um, I, I don't know what, uh, no one could complete a pass, but the Browns seem to be more physical. So I like that. I hate it. Wait, hold, what hold I was, that thought. Hold yeah, that thought on the Browns. Yeah, I thought their defense, we should have mentioned them earlier. I thought their defense was great. And I couldn't right tell if there. it was rust with Burrow, whether fact that the Bengals got behind or mm-hmm. the Browns might actually have a really good defense because Deshaun screwed up a couple plays in the first part yeah. of that game. But I didn't take them for million dollar picks, but I did bet them this weekend. I talked myself into that with the rusty Burrow thing. I think that's something to remember going, you know, for future years, these quarterbacks, no matter how good they are, when you just don't have a training camp and you just right. get thrown into these games, especially on the road, like I, they were, they were terrible. Like he was missing throws all over the place. Yeah. There's a couple things like uh house did a great thing by parlaying. It was so simple parlaying the rookie quarterbacks who have atrocious records in week one. And especially on the road, rookie quarterbacks, all to lose. I think it paid like two to one odds. Don't even worry about mm. the spread, but yeah. And it, so and it you're all talking happened. Richardson, Bryce Young, 
and, and, and CJ Stroud. And, and none of them actually covered. So you could have gotten like six to one on it. But so that yeah. was good. But those guys played all year, but they were rookies. So, but you're right. Yeah. You almost have to gauge a little bit of the preseason. But then again, what would you do? That's probably what sucked you into the Steelers because um, Kenny Pickett was so good in the preseason, right? Yeah. Well, and also they're home. It didn't seem like this is the type of team that can punch them in the mouth. But, you know, the thing you realize with the Niners, as long as those three guys are healthy, the Debo, Kittle, and uh, and McCaffrey, if you're yeah. just getting all those three playing, you just have, you almost have to adjust the line by like five points. And as the year goes on, we'll see if, we'll see if they can stay healthy. But, um, mm-hmm. but yeah, I thought, to me, I thought this, this being able to see the four games on, on bigger boxes, was mm-hmm. the biggest. I remember the first time I got Sunday ticket. I was living in Charlestown, and it was the first time I could watch more than just the stupid games they gave us in Boston. And mm-hmm. I, I remember thinking, like, this is amazing. Like, I, I feel like I'm going to go up a level with what I understand about football, being able to watch and pick and cherry pick. And I, yeah. I felt the same thing with the four box today. Like, um, I just felt like I saw almost everything. The only game we didn't really watch was Baltimore Houston because that one seemed over pretty fast. We didn't watch Arizona Washington until the second half, but those are the two that I more or yeah. less left out. But, but that one got kept that one on. got pretty good. Yeah. And yeah. then we took Pittsburgh Kansas uh we took Pittsburgh San Francisco off as soon as that was done. I but, only have one critique for the YouTube to, well first of all, how much did they how much did they sponsor us for? Yeah, so I know how like much a really light okay. critique. A, a yeah. light a light like, critique. Like right. a like a positive critique. Well, I'm probably the only one who cares about this in the country because I have to watch these things like I'm a freaking air traffic controller, you know. But right. I would like, I would like an eight box. I want to give oh. me an eight box. I had an eight box. Maybe that's for that. We'll, we'll ask, we'll ask Santa YouTube if they could throw yeah. the eight box at us. Give us an eight box, Santa YouTube. It's fine. You just put the two fours together, you know. So that's so the uh, the other big one. So going to the later games. Mm. Um. Tyreek was the best guy in the in any game today. He yeah. was unbelievable. And I know like people are like, oh yeah, 215 yards, two TDs. That almost didn't capture what was going on in that game. Every time they needed a play, we kept yeah. looking. Hench came over for the late games to, with me and Kyle. And every time we looked at that TV, Tyreek was just wide open in the middle of the field with nobody within like six yards of him. And we were saying right. like, how great of an athlete does somebody have to be when you're playing at the highest level of football and you're still just wide open seven times. Then he makes the big, the big catch to set up the winning drive. And then he makes the this touchdown catch to win the game that the guy's draped all over him. It was a perfect throw by Tua. And uh yet again we had a Chargers choke, right? Yeah, I you know, I'm bummed out because on Cousin Sal's winning weekend on um FanDuel TV, we go over all the games, and this week I had Harry on. And uh, we ran out of time. Otherwise, I had Tyreek Hill for two or more touchdowns at plus 550. But we ran wow. out. Of, Harry ate the time. He actually literally ate all the time. He's that hungry. So <laughs> I love that. And, uh, you know, I, I, I'm going to change my tune on Tua. Like, I, I don't I still don't know what the rules and everything, how long he's going to last. But as long as he's in there, he's so much fun to watch. He's so great to watch. I, I'm, it's not like I should just be recognizing this, but 466 yards and three touchdowns and just zipping it in there to all different guys. And that was uh, that game was the most fun for the day. No question about it. Yeah, we were saying it was almost like an arena game. Mm-hmm. It, was just, it just seemed like anybody who had the ball, they could just get 20, 30, 40 yards a pop. Two, it was great. Um, the biggest thing to me at the end of the game was the Chargers... The Dolphins miss an extra point. So the so Dolphins, they take the lead. Oh my God, we did it. 
came from behind and they mm-hmm. missed the extra point and there's like two minutes left and it's just like, ah, oh, I've seen this before. Now the Chargers are going to go down and score. But it's the Chargers. So you kind of, sure. I've also seen them completely blow this situation. And the Dolphins D just took over that last drive. I think, did they have two sacks or three? But they were like, you know, the Chargers are going backwards, backwards, and they Didn't have a they, chance. Yeah. They basically eviscerated them. I picked the D- Dolphins to win the AFC East before the mm. year because I thought they had the most talent. And it's going to come down to can they get four months out of two? But I do think they have the most talent. Like you watch Waddle and Hill together. Um, Mostert looked fast today, I thought. Uh, they didn't even have their rookie, that the rookie running back that they thought they were going to have as a backup, but they just have so mm-hmm. much speed. And I think that's going to be end up being the best team in that division unless he gets he goes down again. That's the whole thing because Mike White does not have a lot of talent. You know, he'll do some <laughs> no. other things. He'll beat the Bengals once in a while or something like that. But uh, so that's it. And I hate betting that way. Like, no, 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 this team's going to be bad eventually because this guy's going to get hurt. I hate that. And I think that bit me on the ass with the Rams. I mean, should we yeah. go over what we were most wrong about? That what the, yeah, our, let's our biggest do, we'll regrets. Take, we'll take a break and then let's do that. Get ready for the NFL season with incredible offers from FanDuel, America's number one sportsbook. Right now, new customers can bet five dollars get two hundred in bonus bets guaranteed. Plus, all customers who bet five dollars will get one hundred dollars off NFL Sunday ticket from YouTube and YouTube TV. On Thursday, we'll be doing million-dollar picks for week two. We had a really good week one, at least heading into the Monday night game against the uh, Jets, which would make us four and one. Plus, we also nailed another little Luca Brazzi bet. So it would really be five and one for the week. And we made some money too. So wait until Thursday for million-dollar picks. Revamped it, doing it on Thursday nights this year, right after the Thursday night game. So as late as possible. And uh, very excited about that. Also excited about FanDuel. Now is the best time to join. Easy to use app. You can bet on everything from spreads to player props and more. Visit FanDuel.com slash BS. Kick off the NFL season with an offer you don't want to miss. FanDuel, official partner of the NFL. Official partner of the Ringer as well because we're doing a ton of stuff with them. You must be 21 plus in President Select States. First online real money wager only. $10 first deposit required. Bonus issued as down with trouble. Bonus bets that expire seven days after receipt. Restrictions apply. See terms at sportsbook.fanduel.com. NFL Sunday ticket offer ends September 18th, 2023. No refunds, terms, and embargoes apply. $100 off NFL Sunday ticket, not YouTube TV. YouTube TV base plan required to watch YouTube TV. Redemption requires a Google account and current form of payment. Commercial use excluded. This episode is brought to you by Taco Bell. If you're anything like me during a busy day at work, I need lunch that is just as fresh as it is delicious and easy. And the all new Cantina chicken menu from Taco Bell is exactly that. Made with high quality ingredients like seasoned slow roasted chicken, pico de gallo, shredded purple cabbage, and avocado verde salsa sauce. The new Cantina chicken tacos, burrito, and quesadilla are the perfect daytime choice. Try the new Cantina chicken menu at Taco Bell now. All right, coming back, you wanted to go what we were the most wrong about. Before we do that, before we we get self-critical, mm-hmm. I'm really proud of us for some of the, you know, on the FanDuel show you guys did today, you called it uh, the rat game. Yeah. I called it on my Thursday, I called it the Luca Brazzi fishy game, which was <laughs> Cardinals plus seven. You guys were all over that Seattle Rams line. Like, wait, yeah. this doesn't look right. What's going on with this? And then the other one was Minnesota-Tampa. 
those were the three that were pulsating. Like, be yeah. careful. Don't do this. Something's wrong. Don't don't go down that alley. And all, those games went over three if you took the favorites. Oh, by the way, that's a good um, branding thing. Don't go down that alley. That was Goodfellas, right? With the for the oh, yeah. wise no, guys. No, we no, should... the dresses. Yeah, no, 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 I gotta no, see no, my no, mom. No, 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 it's right there. Yeah, 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 I like that. Uh, yeah, and you knew, and you know immediately with those games, right? You knew immediately with Tampa, Minnesota. You knew uh, immediately with Arizona, Washington, it was going to be close. And that Seattle Rams, I mean, I'll I'll start with Seattle and, and, and the Rams. Like, I, I love the Rams to be the worst team in the league. It, plus, it was 10 to 1, and then it went to like plus 650 last week. Yeah. I'm like, oh, they're on to it too. But those guys, and same thing with Tampa. They got some ballers on defense, some veterans who are just going to play their asses off, you know? And, and Well, hold on. The, the that, Tampa yeah. thing, the Tampa thing was almost more impressive because... Their defense was like pretty good in that game, you know? Yeah. And then you see they have Evans is out there and it's like, oh, well, he's good. And Mayfield was like pretty confident. I'm like, all right, well, he's at least been in the playoffs before. So they, that made me wonder, like, could that have been the out of nowhere playoff team, Tampa, where they could go oh, like wow. nine and eight and they're seventh seed? And we're like, whoa. Because they right. were, the odds on them were like plus 500, right? To make the playoffs, yeah. Oh, yeah. something crazy. I told the Ringer Wise guys, this division is going to drive you nuts, the NFC oh, South. Yeah. So why don't you save some of your hair and just wait till week 14 or 15 and you'll still see odds for plus 180 or plus 220 and the division will still be up in the air. But um, yeah, the Buccaneers will do that to you. But yeah, you're right. They have Devin White and Levante David and Antoine Winfield, like all these guys like, oh yeah, those guys are good. They were either blue chippers or or still blue chippers and 20 to 17 and, and Kirk Cousins just... I, I don't know what it was. I was loving Jordan Addison. I loved everything about this team. He looked good. Until they couldn't convert a third down. It's disgusting. So that's well, my that's my big disappointment. I love them to they finally lost a one score game. I guess they deserve it, but that's my big disappointment right now. Mine is uh Pickett in Pittsburgh. Yeah. Like whatever. San Francisco, if they're better, so be it. But to just get mm -hmm. your absolute asses kicked. The Giants that was a manpower thing and Dallas has owned them over the years and you know, but that the, the Pittsburgh thing, I'm not willing to give up on that team, but we definitely mm -hmm. like the bandwagon. We went off the road. It was a little like the Griswolds in vacation. Like we actually like, we jumped something, we landed, we had, mm -hmm. we had all the tires <laughs> blew out, but we might be able to get back on the road. I don't know. Yeah. Uh, the other one, I don't know about that. You say the NFC South isn't fun. I, I actually disagree. I think it'll drive we, you crazy, though, I, by trying to figure out but, who's, who to pick. You'll, you'll well, end up betting three of those teams in the next six weeks but to win the division. counter, New Orleans just might be pretty good, and we know they have an easy schedule. And Carolina, to me, is one of the four worst teams. Like, that was one of right, the worst teams poor, I saw today. They, mm -hmm. Offensively, I remember we talked about uh, them for the least points in the league. I think yeah. it was 8-1. to one. I think it's going to be really hard for them to score. I don't see it. I don't, I, their offensive line isn't good. Bryce, all the rookie QBs, but especially asking him to yeah, do Yeah, he was uh, the least impressive of the three, I think. He was. 38, two interceptions. Yeah, and you couldn't beat Desmond Ritter, who had 115 passing yards. That was a bizarre game, and I, I, I should have let go of uh, my Atlanta bias and bet it. But if I could add one more, and you talk about owning, I feel like we should, that needs to count more when we consider odds and, and lines week to week, because... You know, the Packers own the Bears. I guess it doesn't matter who's quarterback, right? Um, McVay owns Pete Carroll. 
Right. It just, it, you have to go according to that. You have to follow it. You own three city blocks in East Hollywood, right? So I have to, that everything <laughs> needs to be considered when you go over these uh, dumb things. But the Rams just, uh, the way, that, I think Seattle had two yards in the second half. That I had a big parlay with the Seattle plus seven and a half, plus seven and a oh freaking half. And I couldn't cash that. So moralizing. Seattle's one of the teams. I couldn't mm-hmm. find seven teams that I thought from last year's playoffs were going to leave the playoffs. And I had Seattle and the Giants in my playoff picks for this year. Mm. But I knew I was wrong about somebody. And it turns out I was probably wrong about both. Seattle, they lost Charles Cross, their tackle today. Yeah. Uh, Witherspoon didn't play. You could argue maybe they overachieved a tiny bit last year. Now it's the schedule's a little harder to come back to earth. But this was a team that I think a lot of people felt like after the top three in the NFC, maybe they were in that Detroit kind of section. But I thought the Rams just, the Rams just look good. And they had, this never happens. The rookie receiver, who's a fifth round pick, and you always hear about these hype guys and it always ends up being like Marquise Colston, right? It's like, oh, watch out for Marquise Colston. They think he's the next Michael Thomas. And then you draft him and he does nothing. This fucking guy in the Rams had like 10 catches for 120 yards. Two guys. Borderline dominant. Tutu Atwell and Puka yeah. Nakua. Like, what? nobody told me about these guys that they were going to show up. Right. And then we got DK Metcalf just uh, slamming people all over the field and like shrugging his shoulders. <laughs> what a garbage team that was, Seattle, today. Uh, the thing I'm the most happy about that I didn't get involved with was the Chargers because to me, it's same old Chargers. Yeah. It just is. They had no home field advantage, which we knew, right? They right. cut to these Miami scoring touchdowns. They're cutting to entire sections of Dolphin fans. Right, you know? right, right. Then we have to hear about how unstoppable and great this Chargers offense is. And they do have stretches where they look awesome. But when they needed mm-hmm. to put together a 40-yard drive at the end of the game to kick a field goal, they just went backwards. And yeah. I just don't trust the coach. And I don't believe in them. The other one that I feel vindicated on, I feel good about, is the, the Packers-Bears. We talked about that a lot. They had the same over-under. Yeah. There was a FanDuel bet where it was like Packers plus 122 will have a better record than the Bears. And we were talking about, is it better to just bet that or bet this game straight up? They fucking smoked the Bears. Right. And if you're a Bears fan, you're like, oh, we got DJ Moore. We had a good draft. Like they looked like Mm -hmm. exactly the same team as last year. Fields is becoming the king of garbage time. Who was the old king of garbage time? Uh, To me, Fields is like that. I, yeah, there I was one like guy we used Stafford. to make fun of. Wasn't it, wasn't it kind oh, of Oh, yeah, well, it was Matt Stafford, yeah. right. And then yeah. he won a Super Bowl. Um, yeah, right. But Fields is definitely one of those. Yeah, maybe maybe look at his stats when the game is within 10 points. Um, he they're, yeah. they're just not good. I, 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 I'm glad you're saying that because I think the Packers being great and the Packers being back and, oh, we don't need Aaron Rodgers to see. Maybe Rodgers shouldn't even played last year. Uh I think that is going to be the biggest overreaction of the weekend. If, if, if one of the rookie quarterbacks had one, it would have been that. But I think the Packers almost doubling up the Bears in Chicago. And God help those fans. They must be distraught, right? The Packers right. have this huge streak against them. Rodgers screaming about how he owns them. Rodgers was bad last year, and they couldn't even beat him once last year. Now, okay, we have some relief. Jordan Love's coming to town, and it wasn't even close. They have so much work to do, the Bears, from last year, right? It's not just a, a team with a couple is bad. wins. Yeah. So bad. So Their bad. Their defense like, is bad. How with could that they be expected though, to win six and a half games? Yeah. What more did you want to see from Jordan Love in that game? I mean, they didn't have Watson. 
No, I thought I he, I thought he looked really good. Like it got to the point where we took the game off one of the TVs because we were they were mm -hmm. up by like twenty plus. I right. don't want to overreact with the Packers, but I also I had already picked them to win the division, so I feel mm -hmm. I feel like I was probably is Aaron Jones okay? Them. Is he? I know that he stepped out early. Aaron Jones. Yeah, he, he pulled hear? up. I mean, that, he pulled up lame on a touchdown, um, which wasn't awesome. So yeah. more stuff that happened today. We had a happy Washington football moment. Mm -hmm. That was weird. They, they, <laughs> they actually had a crowd. They came back right. from behind. That's they had a stop there. in the, Old yeah, they had some celebs. Yeah. They had a stop mm -hmm. in the fourth quarter. They're cutting to the, the fans. The fans are excited. They're wearing jerseys. I was like, oh my God. Uh, yeah. Just an unbelievable Snyder era where you, your team can be probably the worst team in the league and people are reacting like it's another Super Bowl. But, that's probably right. what it felt like that they got rid of that guy. And almost a crazy cover at the end. I don't know if you saw, but if, oh, uh, yeah. if Arizona had anybody to lateral to, that would have been a 26-16 final. Well, you know what the craziest cover was? Um, the freaking Pats two-point. Oh, right, right, right. The Pats go, they cut it to five. Right. And the two-point, and this, something, this happens like five times a year where the line during the week goes from like four and a half to three and a half, right? Mm -hmm. So... Everyone, there's money just everywhere on both sides. And by Mac the way, Jones the over under, over under 45 and a half, 25, 25. <laughs> oh, right. So, yeah. Mac yeah, Jones so right runs in the two point to cut it to three. Yeah. And then they go, no, no, flag, call it back. And the Pats end up not getting uh, any two point and they lose by five and do not. Did you them. agree with the, the, I thought they'd go for a field goal. Now I forget what the score was, but I think they were down eight. Weren't they down eight when they passed on a field goal? Now I can't yeah, they, remember what they the passed on a couple. There was a couple of decisions they made that I didn't feel awesome about. Yeah. I didn't like, uh, I also thought they should have punted with two plus minutes left. But in general, that, that game was so weird because it seemed like they were done. Then mm. they keep cutting to Brady in the luxury suite. And right. it was unclear what his emotions were. And he does that like kind of generic political candidate. I'll be a patriot my whole life and all that. You know, he doesn't care. And you know mm -hmm. he's being nice, and probably got, probably got uh, some incentives to even be at the game in the first place. He's lost twenty five he, pounds too. He's he just looks thinner and thinner, and that that annoys me too. Well, he lost twenty five pounds in his body, but he gained it with his his hair. That's he right. Has, he has <laughs> Michael Landon's hair from Little House of the Prairie now. <laughs> uh, but he came out at halftime, gave a speech. Did you see him? He ran around the field yeah. with his arm up and. Uh, at that point, we were thinking maybe this leads to a Pat's comeback. But what it More led to was points? a Pat's. Well, yeah. what it led to was a Pat's almost comeback, and then Mac not right. pulling it off, and then looking mm -hmm. at Brady in the suite and being like, "Yeah, those." I don't days. know what kind of splits you're looking for, and I know the Eagles' defense kind of screws you up anyway. But you don't want Mac passing 55, 54 times. Is that how many uh, attempts he had? You don't no. want Zeke fumbling either. I'm sorry for that. I take I take responsibility for the Zeke, Zeke. Mac had the bad pick six. That sucked. Yeah. The Zeke mm -hmm. fumble sucked. They yeah. still had a chance. Baby Rhino made a huge play. Um at some somewhere on one either the last drive or the second to last drive where he just like filled up entire space and grabbed somebody. Um Hey, if I'm yeah. an Eagles fan, because I have a lot of Eagles fans in my life, and all of them were bummed out. It was, it was like a bad win, right. was how it was described. But I, really? I actually think the Pats might be good. And there's a couple of these games tonight where you have to go, all right, you're the Bears. Oh, my God, they look terrible. They stink. And it's like, well, 
Or maybe the Packers are good. Mm-hmm. And then the Bears aren't as bad as they looked in that game because they played a team that was better than you think. Same thing with the Eagles. Like the Eagles didn't look great in that game, but maybe the Pats are pretty good. This is what, if I'm looking at that, right? Mac Jones is always a question mark, right? You know, the Bailey Zappy thing is fun to throw in there, but you want Mac Jones in there if he's yeah. good enough. I think he had seven pass catchers with three or more receptions and, you know, uh, five or more targets. So um, that that's, you, you definitely want a guy like that to spread it around and become familiar with, you know, as many receivers as you can. So that's again, I'm, I'm talking you up because I don't want you to abandon this team. Jason I'm not going to abandon it. Yeah. I thought the receivers were better and the big thing, and we were laughing watching the game. It's just like, we had an offense. We mm-hmm. had purpose. We ran plays that were thought out ahead of time and designed to take advantage of certain things. And it's just nothing that they had last year. Last year was such an abomination of right. strategy and play calling. And this year there seemed to be real Bill purpose. O'Brien. And, yeah. yeah, and and they were around a win, and they couldn't pull it off. But I think ultimately, you know, I thought that was solid for them. Uh, the Raiders is Ugh. another one where, you know, you look at Denver and you go, "Oh man, if you can't beat the Raiders, what is this season?" Russell Wilson yeah. had the huge first half, did nothing in the second half. He but was nine the, for ten and hit seven receivers in that first right. drive or first two drives. Like, oh my god, they're going to put up forty against this bad yeah. Raiders team. That yeah. died quick. But I think if the Raiders are healthy, they're a little like the Rams where they have seven or eight like really good players. And as long as all of them are playing, they're pretty good. I thought Jimmy G was really good. And, you know, it's interesting watching Atlanta and Ritter was the second worst quarterback I think I watched today um, with Tannehill being the first. We got to talk about him in a second. (laughs) But Jimmy G was sitting there for, what, eight teams? And yeah. he was good in that Vegas game. He really was, you know, and that guy's won a lot of games and he's just better than Desmond Ritter, you know? Yeah, I don't know what to say about him. I mean, they're just, they're my team where if I bet on them, garbage mm. performance, if I bet against them, I get shot in the ass every time. It, it's it's awful with the Raiders, first place Raiders. Well, you know, nephew Kyle, who's always loved Jimmy G and always loved Jacoby Myers, I could mm-hmm. see his attention kind of drifting to the Raiders TV <laughs> a bunch of times. And then Jacoby took the worst hit of the day today. Did you see that? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. He was was over the middle, and the guy really, like, helmet to helmet, late hit. Yeah. They didn't even replay it. And Jacoby was out. Like, he, they showed him he was lying on the ground. Eyes open, He was looking at the side, eyes open. Like, he was out. Yeah, that's the scary stuff. uh, That's like a 20-minute one. (laughs) Yeah, that was one of those where, as a football dad, I'm thinking, like, okay, Mm -hmm. is this a good idea that my son plays football? It was hopefully the worst hit we see all weekend, but... You know, um, it's a bad segue, but what did you think of the onside kick? I felt like Sean Payton, like, no, I'm going to make this about me right now. And yet, it, it kind of worked, except they touched it early, right? That would have been a nice uh, momentum right. build. And then the Raiders score on that drive. That was a bizarre drive because they also had to take Jimmy G out because of a late hit for a couple right. plays. But they still well, scored. Well, it looked like so. he got concussed there for a second. Right. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So, anyway, that was interesting. Well, the Raiders are leading the AFC West. Cleveland is 1-0, and their defense looked, I thought, legit. Yeah. Here's another thing that happened. The home teams got decimated today. Did you see yeah. the final numbers for this? They're 4-11. Was gets it the spread. Really? Yeah. The road teams were 11-4 and against the spread. The dogs today went 8-7, uh, and seven, but 7 of the 8 won outright. And then the other uh, number trend was there were three NFC versus AFC games. And the NFC went 3-0. and mm-hmm. 
And if you're moving toward the theory that the NFC might be better than the AFC, or at least top, top heavy or something like that, it's just something to watch. Well, um, I wonder though, you know, maybe we should consider that with the home field and the, because, you know, if San Francisco goes to Pittsburgh in December, that yeah. still win by 30. But, but you know what I mean? Right. Like it's not, it wasn't, it wasn't much of a home, field, except the Pittsburgh's got a rabid fan base, but it's not much. These games in September don't really matter. Home field, especially coming off a of preseason when half the guys haven't played. So I, I wouldn't consider home field as a big factor anymore. Warren Sharp talked about this on Friday's pod with House about how Vegas has actually changed. When we were growing up as as young fledgling gamblers, it was always you get three points three. for being at home. Yeah. And he said it's now one point five. That's wow. what they factor in. So there's wow. you've lost a point and a half with that. Uh, we got to talk Tannehill. Yeah, he was so bad. He was <laughs> the reason they lost. He threw three picks and they dropped. They dropped a fourth and probably touched, I would say, three more. Mm -hmm. And it just didn't seem like he could complete out passes anymore. He missed. They ran a trick play at one point and the guy's wide open. He just sailed it over his head. He just looked to me like he was done. And I think that Tennessee team's pretty good. And they had they need to figure that out. If Malik I Willis can't isn't ready, what do you do? It out. I can't believe they haven't figured it out. Right. It's like a year and a half. And yeah. uh, well, I know Levis is new, but um, they should have figured something out with Malik Willis. I don't know what they could. I don't I don't even know the value of a player anymore, whether it's a receiver or a running back or a or, or a quarterback. But isn't there someone I'm trying to think who's out there that could because did you pick Tennessee to win the division? I still did. I did. I and I, I'm not yeah. I'm not going to give up on it because I think right. they have a good team. But Tannehill cost them the game today. 5%, so. 7% better than Tannehill. I, I think they're in this race until the end, honestly. I don't know who that quarterback is or if he's out yeah. there. But uh, but And by the way, like Ritter, Ritter's another one. I, I just don't think you can win 9 to 10 games with Ritter from what yeah. I've still never seen him play even a decent game because I watched the games he played last year. I bet on him a couple of times, let us down. And then yeah. today I thought they won despite him. I didn't think he did that much. He had one nice start of pits near the end. Dude, you're, you're made bummed. A great play. You have Jake. Drake London. Was that you that had Drake London against me? I Drake. There was a couple zero. Like there was yeah. Drake London. T. Higgins put up a goose egg. Right. Uh, all the Chiefs receivers were a catastrophe on Thursday. Mm -hmm. There were some yeah. bad ones. The uh, the Bijan Algier thing, which seemed weird when they did it. Now, Patterson didn't play today. Mm -hmm. the, the combo was amazing. I I was thinking like Gibbs and uh, Gibbs on Detroit and then Bijan, those are probably two of the, like the what six most exciting running backs right now. Yeah, definitely. Top and I four. wonder, like, and he only had well, only I guess they're breaking him in, but he had ten carries, right? And Algier had fifteen, so that's a nice that's a nice one too. And if you had Ritter, I know his yards weren't up there. He had one hundred fifteen. God, these these stats are so weird for for yeah Atlanta to have killed Carolina, but he was fifteen for eighteen. So if it's all checked down from Ritter, and he did he did nice, he stinks. No, I know, but I don't see it, it. he might not have to do much to compete in that division that everybody wants to bet, except me. Maybe if they can have some leads in running game and get him confidence, I just haven't seen it yet. Maybe it's mm -hmm. there, but yeah. I just haven't seen it yet. Um, we'll take a break and then we'll, I had one more thing I wanted to play with you and then we'll go to guess the lines. All right, so the second best thing that we didn't talk about today behind the uh, the multi-view. CBS 
decided they would hire J.J. Watt for their studio show, mm-hmm. which already had five people. <laughs> so it's like, well, who are they going to get rid of? Oh, is that it for Phil Sims? Maybe Bill Cower. This it's finally time, or maybe yeah. Boomer. He's busy. Right. No, no, <laughs> they just kept J.J. Watt. They moved them in. They had this six man yeah. studio show, which is absurd. So then it's right. like, well, at least in halftime, they're not going to do this, right? Nope. They do it at halftime. They have <laughs> six guys for the halftime show. I, I timed it, Sal. How long do you think the halftime show was with them going through the highlights? Six guys. Good to guess. Uh, nine minutes. Three minutes, 20 seconds. What? was the segment. They had six they guys. Do? And they just went, they started on the far end. And then he, it, first they each read a highlight because it's always good to listen to ex-football players read highlights. Right. And then they actually go for some analysis and they basically just started on the far right and it just kind of went around. Like it was clearly planned. So there's no back and forth at all. And it's mm-hmm. just like, you go, now you go, now you go. Those and are the best like, shows. Let's go to commercial. It's like five guys is too many. Now we're going to have six. We're getting closer and closer to my Hollywood Squares dream of the, <laughs> of the nine guys in three stacks. We're only three away now with thanks we can to get CBS. There. You know what I think it is, and especially with CBS, because they skew older anyway, right? CBS, that's the older yeah. network, the older shows. Old people have problems hoarding, right? They can't get rid of old newspapers. And so <laughs> yeah, instead right. of getting rid of stuff, they just accumulate more. And this time it's in the form of uh, <laughs> what? Yeah, studio announcers. <laughs> yeah, studio announcers. They, yeah, they, they got a Phil Sims who, you know, it had a good broadcasting career once upon a time, but you know, at halftime and he's like, you know, the Eagles, that's a good team. And does that thing. Mm-hmm. I was actually really interested to hear from JJ Watt. Like he just played against all these guys for the last 10 years. He's the only yeah. guy, him and Burleson are the only guys on this show that have even been in an NFL game, like probably in the last 20 years. Uh, just the, there's a whole thing amazing. in Hollywood that you get paid under five. If you, if you deliver under five lines, you get paid at a certain rate. And if you go over five, you're considered a principal actor. So maybe he's yeah. an under five, maybe because they have so many people, they have to pay them as uh, under fives. You get <laughs> I 10 just don't know how networks get, are getting worse at this. Yeah. Like, how are you getting worse? Yeah. Nobody wants a six person, anything. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm going to make some quick proclamations. Tell me if you disagree or agree. All right. Is Tyreek the guy now? Jefferson had it for a second. But if you're just going uh, forward, the guy as a receiver, who who are you picking? Let's wait. Let's wait on it. Jefferson was so damn good. Uh, almost almost broke the record last year. We could wait a little bit. We could wait. Uh, one, are we sure Tyreek wasn't bit. the guy last year and his quarterbacks just got hurt? Yeah, well, no, we're not sure about that. Yeah, no, definitely market improvement when uh, two is. But I, I don't want to give up on Jefferson. You think when Mahomes watches these, because Mahomes clearly is home today watching football. Right. You think when he's watching that Miami game, there's got to be a couple moments where he's like, oh my God, like Tony Flat, Kadaris, Tony flashbacks. Yeah. It's yeah, like, yeah. On paper, it made sense. They won the Super Bowl, but. Right. Um, I think he's uh, saying, oh my God, but it's because his wife is asking him to dust the uh, pantry or something. <laughs> I don't think it has anything to do with <laughs> football. <laughs> is. Is Tyler Algier secretly the best running back in the league? <laughs> Not openly, just secretly. Is he no. the stealth? It's like how they would call Bill Burr the comics comic for like five, six years. And then everyone's right. like, no, actually, he's the best comic. Is <laughs> Tyler, Tyler Algier, Algier just the best running back in the league? You watch no. him. When does he not get six yards? It's like impossible. 
He was very good today. Right. I, 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 I'm not, not looking at his stats. No, I'm not. No, come on. What's the matter with you? Is it too okay. late already for you? What's wrong? If Atlanta a thousand signed yard, a thousand yard rusher with three touchdowns last year. If Atlanta signed Jimmy G, would you pick them to win the NFC South? Oh wow. Um. Yeah, I think so. And I think that's I think the same, same, same goes for Tennessee, even though I did already yeah. pick them to win the uh, AFC South. But I think that kind of a guy like that could put a team like the, some of those South teams over the top. If you had to pick a team to finish last in the AFC North, what's your team? It's a, it remains the same, Pittsburgh Steelers. I was down on this team. I, I know. And whatever. They're, I know what they're going to do. They're going to be six and eight, and they're going to play everybody's uh, backup the last three weeks. And then... Uh, Tomlin will get to nine and eight, and it's fine. But um, I think it'll be better are. than that. That's yeah. fine. All right, you know who's what? your last? I'll buy your last Pittsburgh person? stock. Go ahead. Who's your I last? I think person? there's some. I think there's some legitimate year from hell stuff brewing with the Ravens. Wow, Dobbins yeah, goes Dobbins out for the year with the Achilles. It's Ronnie crazy, Stanley right? got hurt, but it seems like he's okay. Mm-hmm. And then they lost their D back too, and they don't know he might have torn his pec. They've right. already lost Humphrey. Humphrey is out. They haven't even had yeah. their, uh, you know, their September receiver injury that they always have. And just in mm-hmm. general, their defense was a little shaky anyway. And, you know, they have a really hard schedule. And I, I'm just, I'm, I'm monitoring them. I don't know why I got excited. I, I, defensively, they're still okay. You know, Roquan Smith and, um, you know, they have Darby it. and Patrick Queen and those guys. But I got excited for Zay Flowers. How often do you see Lamar hook up with a guy nine times? Even though it was only right. 78 yards. It was decent. You meant it. But that um, whole division. Football every, field. Every, right. Every quarterback. Right. Exactly. <laughs> every quarterback in that division was bad today. Right? Yeah. Like, like who, do, who do you look to? Well, and then Cleveland lost Conklin, who's, yeah. you know, a, a borderline elite, Some depending on how you rank the offensive mm-hmm. lineman. He's at least like in the upper echelon, and it looks like he's out for the year. So that right. was their biggest strength other than the defense was their offensive line. We got to figure so, out Joe Burrow because uh, is that a hidden? I mean, I think it's guy, fine. We we talked about this when we did the conferences. I thought they would start slow and I'm still, mm-hmm. I still think they make the playoffs. I would love yeah. to look at their playoff odds as, who do they have this week? They have, uh, well, they have the next couple of weeks. They're home Baltimore, home Rams. Mm-hmm. which the Rams game suddenly doesn't seem as easy as it did before. Then they're at Super Tennessee, at Arizona, but then yeah. home Seattle, and maybe Seattle's not nearly as good as we thought. Mm-hmm. So, um, who knows? They did they, move. They, I'm looking like, I, and I'm not worried about the Chiefs at all. Fandle moved it from 6-1 to one to plus 650, and the Bengals are also, Bengals are 650 for the AFC now. So who is, who are the, your top five AFC favorites? Uh, uh, mine or uh, the real? No, ones? no, on the real, yeah. oh, Plus six fifty Chiefs. Are you on Super Bowl or conference? Just conference. Uh, plus three eighty Chiefs. Plus four seventy Bills. Plus six fifty Bengals. Plus nine fifty Ravens. Ten to one Jets and ten to one Dolphins. You like the Dolphins? You want to say the Dolphins? I think the Dolphins are the best odds. But this is what I said in the last segment. Like the the three NFC teams would all be the best AFC team, right? Yeah, Dallas, San Francisco, Philly would be the class of the AFC, and it wouldn't even be a question. So Kansas you can City, the, you can get the first place Raiders for thirty-eight to one if you want for the conference. Oh my God, that Miami ten to one—that was always the best odds in the division or in the conference, just because of the two a piece of it. Yeah. All right, let's do it. Week two, guess the lines. Um, 
if you remember, I'm going to be you. I think so. I was way off on uh, uh, several. If you remember in uh, in week one, you kicked my ass. Mm-hmm. Week two, I have no idea how I did. I have not seen the Lions. So Thursday night, we were saying we we're watching the Eagles Pats game today, which was a pretty physical game, and it was a late Sunday game. Mm-hmm. And the fucking Eagles are playing four days later, basically. <laughs> they're, they're hosting Minnesota. Like, I just, the NFL is nuts. Um, but they get to host Minnesota, who might not be very good. I have the Eagles laying seven points on Thursday night. All right, you get this one. This was my first big whiff. I had Minnesota getting five and a half, and it's seven and a half. I got to let go of this mm. Vikings being good thing. I have to yeah, they're not because they're not Vegas doesn't doesn't care about what I think. So yeah, seven and a half is that number. And immediately you know what the you're Vikings are another tease. Yeah, I think they're going to be a really nice live bet opportunity at some point during the year oh. against somebody who has a crappy secondary because the Addison Jeff Addison looked good today. The Addison Jefferson combo, really I could did. see that team coming back from like twenty, you know, in mm-hmm. a second half, and the odds would be like plus nine hundred or something crazy. Sunday marquee. I went with uh, Jags hosting the Chiefs for a couple reasons. One was the Jags. I want to say they almost beat the Chiefs, but they could have beaten the Chiefs in the playoffs last year. They were at least in the vicinity of beating the Chiefs. It was ridiculous that they didn't. The guy had yeah. the, was playing on his knees for crying out loud. Right, Holmes. I I'm shocked I did this, but I had this as a pick'em. Oh wow. Jags at home against the Chiefs. Well, you might have been right if the Chiefs didn't lose last week, and now they have they have ten days rest, and you're going to see all those stats with you know Andy Reid on uh, when he gets the rest advantage. I got it exactly. I said Chiefs by three. I think that ends up closer to being a pick'em. Is my prediction? Go ahead and tease the Jags now. You get a full nine or ten, whatever you want. This is. So Kelsey will be back, we think. Yeah. I don't know who the top two Chiefs receivers will be. <laughs> what did you think of the Jags today? Uh, I was surprised they couldn't put them away. You know, that was another thing. I picked the Colts to be like the the worst, you know, one of the worst teams in the league. I love their adjusted wins under and everything. I, I didn't think they were going to show up for these games and Richardson wasn't ready. Richardson got hurt. I thought that was a smart thing. If you have your rookie quarterback in the first drive, you're about to score from the three-yard line. Make them run it in. Don't hand yeah. it off. Make them get the fans going, get it crazy. But right. I don't know. They hung around for a long time, much longer than I thought they would. Um, maybe the Jags were just going through the motions. Didn't matter too much. But I don't know. Were you impressed? I was. I thought the Colts were better than I expected. I meant to talk about yeah. that in the last segment. I thought that defensively, they were um, definitely not like a crap team. Mm-hmm. Offensively, Richardson, you know, he sailed what, seven passes just went flying. Right. Um, but he's, he can move around. They're really good on like third and three, like the shorter stuff because he, yeah. his ability to run. And I thought the Jags, like I really thought they made them sweat it out. I didn't feel like the Jags, that wasn't like a week 10, oh, we didn't take this. It's week one. You're taking everybody seriously. But I thought the Jags like kind of had to sweat that out in a real way. So Yeah, they won by 10, but that wasn't like a double. No, it win. was not I a 10 like point was, win. Yeah, they were yeah. Because the Colts, they took the lead 2017 and it really seemed like that they, mm-hmm. they were just going to win the game. All right, so I'm off on that. I got three watchables. 
Falcons, Packers. The Falcons are fun to watch. Yeah. There's just a lot going on. Plus, as a home team, they're fun. And I thought the Packers were really fun to watch, too. I have the Falcons favored by one and a half over Green Bay. You're going to get it because I was even further off. I had Atlanta by two. Green Bay is favored by one and a half. Let me look mm. at this again. Yes, Green Bay is favored by one and a half. See, this wow. is what everyone's doing. This is nuts. This is nutty behavior by the betters. So that's an overreaction to the Bears win and kind of an underreaction to the Falcons-Panthers game because the Panthers' defense was good in that game for three quarters. I thought yeah. Burns played. I thought they were, uh, I don't know, I thought they were pretty physical. It's like they made the Falcons earn whatever happened. All right, next game, Bengals home for the Ravens. I just have this Bengals minus three. Yeah, you got it. I had three and a half. I went slightly at you know, kind of like a not not that it's a must win, but they need it more. But uh, yeah, they put it right at three, and they're going to let the betters decide which way this goes. I would stay away from the Bengals from a betting standpoint in September. Just wait. Mm. We'll know the week. It'll it'll be in October, but we'll know the week when they start looking like the Bengals again. They did this such last a weird year. team because like last yeah. year they lost to their first two. I'm like okay, well let's look for someone else to win the AFC North. I'm like no no no, they came back and then they like I said they lost to Mike White right, and then they're right yeah. there in January. Like you'd be surprised if they weren't a Final Four team, right? Their offensive line was bad today. Yeah, but I don't know if it was because the Browns' defense was like fantastic. So we're this is one of the things we love about week two. Like we're gonna have right. answers to both of those. Yep. Cowboys, Jets. This is in Dallas. Pretty tough. Like, you know, we already were saying how those first six games look pretty tough for the Jets and for Rodgers. Mm-hmm. And now you think the what the Cowboys looked like, you know. Jets offensive line, no idea what to expect from them tomorrow night. But all of a sudden, the Jets could be staring at 0-2 unless they could pull sure. up this Bills game. I had the Cowboys by six at home. Wow. I had four and a half. It's only three. I mean, this Jets love is ridiculous. And I feel bad for wow. all the Aaron Rodgers fans. I might he came bet off that as tonight. A, a likable guy on hard knocks, but he, he might spend some time in the hospital. I mean, this, this defense was ferocious. How is it only three? So the Cowboys, that I mean, the Jets are underdogs tomorrow night at home on a Monday night against Buffalo. Yeah. By two and a half. They're playing in Dallas. And it's They're only They're not going to beat the Jets point. by 40. They won't won 40 nothing, but yeah, you're, yeah, you're right. Like, that you makes should, no sense. Four and a half. This will go up. And this I think Dallas is better than Buffalo. Yeah, that line should go yeah. up. Fairly watchables. Uh, Bills Raiders. This could be kind of a sneaky one. I have, this is in Buffalo, and I have the Bills laying seven. Ooh, okay. Too low? I get this one. Yeah, I said eight and a half. It's nine and a half. That's too high. They're not believing in Jimmy G. That's too high. Because first of all, the Bills don't have like an awesome defense. And second, like the Raiders can move the ball. Jacobs is good. You know, they have, although Will, maybe Myers won't play next week, but they have Adams and Jimmy G can throw. And, right. You know, even if they were down, they're down 14, they're cheap touchdown at the end of the game, right? I can't do it. I can't get sucked into this Raiders thing again. You know me with this team. I'm looking to win the division. I have a short week, too. You're right. Lions home for the Seahawks. I put this in the Vegas zone. Mm. 
I got Lions by uh, five. You get it. I said four and a half. Also Vegas zone, it's uh, five and a half. So it's three, three right now. For people listening who aren't used to us, we call the Vegas zone any line four and a half, five or five and a half. Yeah. Because it makes no sense (laughs) to make a line to put it in that, those three, because there's really no way to bet it. Games don't end in that territory. And it just means that Vegas has no fucking idea what to do. So -hmm. this is a classic Lions minus five and a half Seahawks. I think it probably stays around there. Back when we didn't have, you know, the the legal way to go, we called it the Antigua zone. We have to go to um, (laughs) Western (laughs) Union to send money. But yeah, right. That's it. Um, Tennessee is home Mm -hmm. for the Chargers. And I think the Chargers are going to be favored. And I actually think it might be a mistake. I have Chargers minus one. I had Chargers minus one and a half. It's Chargers minus three. Jesus. And I, I, I'll, I'll, I'll guarantee this. This is going to be a stupid game, but a stupid ending. And I don't know how it's going to turn out, but probably <laughs> they, uh, whatever everybody has Can I just do a public service announcement for the people yeah. listening? Don't bet this yeah. game. Just right. don't. Don't bet it. Tannehill could, the Chargers He'll, could win by 30. Yeah. The, this could also be the Chargers win by two. This could be the Titans rush for 270 yards and we're all saying Brandon Staley should get fired. Just stay the fuck away from Chargers. I'm with Titans. you. Let's do it. We're it's away from DND. Do not, do not, DNB, do not bet. Mm-hmm. Last one on the uh, fairly watchables 49ers at the Rams. Interesting. Two overreaction teams. Mm-hmm. The Rams, right. oh, they're better than we thought. The Niners, oh my God, that's the best team in the league. At 49ers by eight. So you're going to get it. I said five and a half because I'm like, oh, they're going to overreact more to the Rams win. And it's a division game. But I think you're right. And I think they are considering the owning factor, right? Because this is right. 49ers just thrashed this team, even when they were good, right? If I'm not mistaken. So you get it. It's uh, It's a full seven. Nice teaser game. I would highly recommend a tease. I don't imagine yeah. Matt Stafford doing awesome against that 49ers team. Yeah. You don't think um, you don't think Paku Nakua and Tutu Atwell are going to devastate those uh, Niners cornerbacks? <laughs> Do not. <Secondary? laughs> Poop Facta. Right. We'll go quick. Bucks, Bears. This is in mm-hmm. Tampa. And from what we saw today, this feels like a classic Oh, the Bucks. Oh, I took I just put the Bucks in the eliminator because the Bears stink. I'd right. be careful of this one too. Don't trust Baker Mayfield. I have the uh Bucks by three. You're gonna get this one too. I said one and a half. I don't know why I said one and a half, but it's two and a half. Even that even that's low mm. now that I think about it. That's stupid. It should be at least three. This is not gonna be a pleasurable game to watch either. I wish these quarterbacks were better. I can't get excited for a lot of these games. Should we get YouTube TV to do a Poop Fecta multi-view and just brand it the Poop Fecta? Because I have four Poop Fecta games. Some brown, all the brown framing. <laughs> just yeah. poop dripping on it. Yeah. Colts at Houston is another one. I'll actually watch some of this because I enjoyed I enjoyed the Colts and I enjoyed Richardson. I actually had it oh, and I thought they were well coached. Rookies, rookies go like against each good. other. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I have the Colts favored by one and a half at Houston. Ah, uh, you jerk. Oh, wait. The Colts favored by one and a half. No. Okay, I had Houston by two and a half. It's Houston by one and a half. Giants cards. It's at you're Arizona. Even you you just want to be wrong. You want to move on. That's good. I like that. Giants cards. Should we just both pass? Um, 
Uh, it's in Arizona, and I have the Giants by two and a half, and I feel terrible about it. Ooh, all right, I got it. I said four, and it's four and a half. Oh, come on. Let me check. Let me let me see because this was no. Yeah, I believe still, you. It's just come still on. four and a half. Yeah, that's one of those where the Giants beat Arizona, and it's like, hey, we're one and one. Mm-hmm. Right. Like, all right, mate. You know, throw put week one behind us. It was a 40 to nothing absolute beating where they put a red ball in our mouths like we were right. Ding Rames and Pulp Fiction, <laughs> but it's fine. Yeah. Now we're one and one. I, um, I wonder, pro- yeah, I, I just felt the Cardinals just won't get anything less than three and a half all year, I guess, right? If the Giants on the road are getting, I don't, it's a lot in the Vegas zone. They got seven today. It's a lot. Can I make a confession? Yeah. I don't really mind Dobbs. No. I don't think he's awful. Like, if I think he's better than a couple of the QBs we watched today, like Ritter and uh, Tanner. Right. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, it was fine. Dobbs, that's why everyone's like, oh, Washington. It's like Dobbs against Sowell. We were talking about it on Wise Guys this morning. I'm like, why? Of course, that could be the upset that screws everybody. You know, it yeah. wasn't. Turned out it wasn't, but that's a coin flip. Broncos, Commanders in Denver. And I'm disappointed Ron Rivera is. Not going to be the first coach fired because I might have a wager on that. Um, oh. Although I never want anyone to get fired. But every year somebody gets fired, so we might as well right. wager on it. Yeah. I have Broncos by two and a half over Washington. Uh, we tie there. I said two and a half, and it's three and a half. So that's a game. It's really tough taking Denver giving three and a half in any circumstance. Really tough. That's a game. Yeah, that's a game where Denver wins by one and you don't cover. I, that mm-hmm. to me, it's another stay away. Sunday night. Dolphins at the Pats. And uh, Pats staring at 0-2. I do mm-hmm. think from a secondary standpoint, they can hang speed-wise with, with Hill and Waddle. And at le- those guys are going to get their yards, but they can at least, I think, keep them in check. But I also think the Dolphins are going to be favored. I have Dolphins by one and a half. That's exactly what I had, and it's two. It's yeah. right there. Wait, so let's add these up here. This just gets uh, good. Eight for you. Seven, eight for me. Two left. Two games on Monday night for some reason. I have yeah. no idea why. Yeah, not even week one. Saints Panthers looming as an early lock of the week for me. <laughs> I don't know how the Panthers get to fourteen points against the Saints unless they get like special teams and defense. It's in Carolina. Not sure that matters. I have the Saints by three. All right, we we tie this one. It's two and a half. I don't know why that's so low either. It should be a full three, but you're going to smoke me on this um, second Monday night game. So that'll be that. Steelers-Browns in Pittsburgh? Yep. I had Steelers by two and a half. Oh, wow. I had Steelers by two, and it's Browns by one and a half. Oh, the Browns are favored? What a win. Oh, my God. Pulled it out. Wow, (laughs) you might do it. Look at you. You're going to have Cowboys going. You're beating me against the lines. That's crazy. That's Unbelievable! Crazy, that line is crazy too. But um, they've I, I, boy, talk about overreactions. This is not. Why are they favored? Is there an injury we don't know about? I, I don't even know that, what injury no, would, that's, would help. That the is Steelers. an overreaction line of all time. What an insult to the if Steelers! If this game was this morning, the Steelers would be favored by two and a half or three, right? That line was probably Steelers by three twenty four hours ago. Yeah, they're expected to win the same oh amount of God. games. I think coming well, in. I know we're going to be talking about this one all week. 
All right, we're going to uh, take a break. Congrats on beating me. And then we're going to come back and do Parent Corner with a special guest. We are supported by NFL Sunday Ticket on YouTube and YouTube TV. We've been talking about them a little earlier in the podcast. If you're a Displaced fan, NFL Sunday Ticket, an absolute must-have. And now that it's on YouTube and YouTube TV, it is easier than ever to keep up with all your favorite teams on Sunday afternoons since you can watch four preset games at once on multi-view, which was absolutely incredible for week one. So if I had to pick any four games for, I think the best four games for week two, Chiefs-Jags, Packers-Falcons, Bengals-Ravens, and Cowboys-Jets. Now, I'm not sure all of those are at the same time, but that would be the ultimate multi-view, I think, for, for week two. Regardless, thanks to NFL Sunday Ticket on YouTube and YouTube TV for sponsoring this segment and for making Sundays a lot more fun. I'll tell you that much. It truly is the best place to keep up with all your favorite teams out of market Sunday afternoon games, even if your team stinks. And right now, you can get $50 off your subscription when you sign up at youtube.com slash BS. Those are my initials. BS. Terms and blackout restrictions apply. Offer ends September 19th. All right, it's time for Parent Corner. And since this is the official start of the NFL season, heading into week two, we brought in a special guest, our cousin, Jimmy Kimmel. How are you? Wow, what's happening? Hi, cousins. How are you? <laughs> We're good. It's been so long. You, you have a new podcast that you're doing with the uh, the four other late night hosts that is being uh, helped by Spotify, but it's available on all platforms called Strike Force Five. What's it like to be a podcaster? <laughs> <laughs> I happen to have it standing by. Yeah. <laughs> by the way, I don't think you'll ever give in anyway. But and I'm not even sure they they don't like it for real. But you can't never stop. You know. You yeah, you can't, can't stop now. Here's it. Seth doesn't like it. Right. Um, Jimmy Fallon doesn't seem to have an opinion on it either way. <laughs> Steven, I think, is kind of kind of favors it, but isn't sure. And John Oliver loves it. So it might stick right. around for a while. So, English. Whenever people. so just as yes. Whenever uh, the title is uttered, uh, Jimmy's right there, right there yeah. at the ready. Whenever you say that. the whenever anyone is to say yeah. the word strike force five. And it's a lot. That happens. It's a lot. Oh, we should do. By the way, we should do over unders on how many times he's gonna he's gonna hit the button. Oh, that'd be a good Fando thing. Yeah, yeah, it's like eight and a half. I would say. For yeah, each yeah, it's smart. Oh, that's good. Yeah, I think. I, well, just don't tell me so I can keep it fair. Right. You know? mm. Of course. So Sal and I have been doing Parent Corner for a long time. I would say at least like eight or nine years. And the how key did to it Parent start. How did it get a name? So well, I think- the when the sperm goes through. Oh, how did it? Oh, I thought he was really asking. Yeah. <laughs> By the way, Simmons, funny. This was all Simmons, actually. Yeah. Did you but, guys hear the? Did you guys hear my um, the vasectomy story? The vasectomy yes. that didn't yeah. happen on the podcast. Yes. Mm-hmm. Well, the follow up to that story is my wife and I have now forgotten two times since then that I didn't have a vasectomy. What? <laughs> Yes. You know what I'm saying? How do you forget? I know what you're saying, but how do you forget? Real easy. I mean, I have other things on my mind at that moment. And like like, like 15 minutes later, she was like, oh, no. Oh, oh, (laughs) (laughs) So you may be having another little cousin sometime soon. Oh, that's great. And that's it for Parent Corner. Um, (laughs) 
No, I think Parent Corner started right when I had Zoe and Ben. Beat red already. You're beat red already. Just from I'm that just story. sweating. I like that. Yeah. All the gambling <laughs> stuff. Uh, yeah, when, when Ben just became such a character and you had kids and we started doing it. But the, the yeah. key to Parent Corner is little boys, especially little yeah. boys from the ages of, mm-hmm. I would say like four to four to ten. Yeah. And Jimmy, you have one right in the right in the wheelhouse, like almost like Michael Jordan in the early 90s, like just the absolute perfect age. He's more like Dennis Rodman, I'd say. He's um, <laughs> he is a, a complete lunatic and as. Yeah. And obsessed with his penis. In fact, I heard Molly say today, I was in the kitchen washing the dishes and I overhear her go, Billy, your penis is not for entertainment. <laughs> and I, I happen to disagree, but I right. didn't want to get into it. <laughs> yeah, that's he just is. a bold-faced lie. Don't lie to your children. Yeah, like yeah that. exactly. Yeah. So we're watching um, The Flash, ironically, um, the other morning. And... We're sitting there, just the two of us. It's like 7.30 in the morning. Mm. And he says, Dad, do you eat hot dogs? And I said, yeah. And he goes, do you eat mini hot dogs? I said, yeah. Then I hear nothing. And then I look over at him, and he's got his dick out. And he goes, don't eat this one. (laughs) (laughs) How great is that? (laughs) That he let him into it. (laughs) Yeah, he totally let me into it. It was great. And then... Then he did it. He did the same routine to his mother. Uh, she was not as amused, but <laughs> he also, I was teaching, you know, kids love tape measures, even though they like, you know, they attack like a, like a, like a wild snake. If you, when you let them loose, you know, the right. tape measure coming back at you, but little boys especially love tape measures. And so I was trying to show them how it worked and we were measuring the table and I was measuring his height. And, um, uh, and yeah, I, again, turn my attention to something else and I turn around and he's um, measuring his penis with the tape measure. And he goes <laughs> two inches. <laughs> uh, Molly goes, did you just, did he just measure his penis with the tape measure? I, I said, yes. And she go, he goes, he goes, what could be better than that? <laughs> How long is the poop's penis stage? I don't remember, but I remember it being multiple years. So like two and a half to three. Well, for me, it's still no. going. I'm 55, so I'm not really sure. <laughs> I mean, for at little least, kids. So at like, least like, Yeah. It's like, yeah. what, like five to seven? Five, five to seven and a half? Something it's like tough. that. It's tough. If you have a two-incher, you're going you're gonna to talk about it for a while. Really <laughs> <You're right. laughs> <Two inch. laughs> he likes to get naked. That's his thing. He loves. He's been. Be, he's been begging me to take him to a nude beach because he asked me. He said, "Dad, can you take off your clothes on on the beach?" And I said, "Well, yeah. I mean, you can take off your shirt, but you can't take off your your shorts." And he said, "Well, is there anywhere you could take off your shorts?" I said, "Yeah, actually, at a nude beach, you can do that." And he goes. Well, I want to go there. And I said, well, why do you want to go to a new beach? He goes, to see people's privates. (laughs) (laughs) And now he keeps bugging his mother to take him to a new beach. And she's like, well, how do you know? Why do you know about this? And I act like I don't know. (laughs) Well, and she just, what's her family situation with like the amount of females that were in there versus like, has she ever been around a crazy little boy before? Well, she has an older brother and a younger sister. She's the middle one. So right. no, she hasn't. She had no idea it was like this and yeah. really like was really wanting a second girl. 
but now <laughs> I think is delighted to have a little boy because I think that, you know, there's always right. closeness between And the there's mother. no vasectomy, so she could have a second girl. Right. Maybe yeah. there'll be more coming. It, yeah. She what's, very so what, well could. What's Jane's reaction to all of this? She um, mimics her mother, but also is quietly delighted. So I think she has both of our reactions. She sometimes yeah. really gets into it. Billy said at, he's in kindergarten, you know, and the teachers, they're learning to draw shapes. And the teacher says, okay, now we're going to draw balls. And he goes, oh, you want to draw my balls? <laughs> He's got like 75 stories ready. Billy stories. He wanted to know what's inside (laughs) the balls. He has questions Mm. like a stoner. Like at night, he he comes up with weird questions like, um, do skeletons bleed? Was a question Mm. that he asked, which is pretty good. Um, He asked, um, can the earth shrink? Um, he said, mom, put your finger in my butthole. That was not, that was more of a statement than a, um, <laughs> than a question. And here's the, here's the best one. This is the most stonerish question of all. Do leprechauns have bosses? Wow. Oh, interesting. <laughs> yeah. There is like some sort of Venn diagram of, of people stoned in college and then boys yeah. around this age and the a questions and things they come up with. Yeah. Jimmy, it's I don't think you need to, you, you don't need to pay anyone to write three ridiculous questions anymore. You do that segment for, um, Diageo, um, brand, like it, right? I mean, oh, he's right there with me, all. He would, he would demand that I pay him if I asked him <laughs> to do that. So does he have like, he could be on a TV show potential or like, what kind of character are we talking here? We're thinking maybe prison, but TV show possibly. <laughs> yeah. He's very... Listen, we got a lot of weird. And this kid reminds me more of Sal than any child in our family, including Sal's own children. Thank he you. has a he never answers a question seriously. He does very antisocial things without thinking twice. He is um Sal used to get naked a lot too. Sal used to shriek when he was a little boy. And mm. there was one story. In fact, it's funny. We I showed the kids the movie Escape to Witch Mountain, the original yeah. one which is, uh, you know, it's an absolute Eddie classic. Yep. And I was telling the kids a story of Sal in my backyard in Brooklyn, showed our cousin Sally his penis. She ran in the house to tell on him, locked the door behind her. It was one of those glass <laughs> backyard doors they'd have in Brooklyn with like wrought iron and glass. And Sal, at about four years old, punched his way through the glass and had to get a lot of stitches in his hand. Oh, my the God, the gift Sal. he got. And I yeah. would not never forget this either. The gift he got after his hospital visit was the soundtrack album to Escape to Witch Mountain, <laughs> which I was watching the movie and going, what songs could po- there are no songs in the movie. Yeah. It's just like like scoring. It's right. a score, right? Yeah, it was a score. All right. I mean, I didn't get an <laughs> album so easily. And by the way, in 1976, Having someone threaten to tell Aunt Chippy on you was the scariest thing and much scarier than Witch Mountain. Let me just say that. Yeah. 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 It was a Witch Mountain of its own. Right. <laughs> Sal, do you, do you, uh, you still have Harrison in his parent what? corner prime? What do you got for us? Oh, yeah. Uh, well, it's interesting now because um, his buddies from his baseball team decided to do a fantasy draft last Tuesday night. And as you know, we had our own fantasy draft. Tuesday night. Yeah. So I couldn't go with him like all the other fathers were going to go and oversee their kids picks. By the way, we never talked about our fantasy draft, how our our lunatic no, no, we'll tell Brad. Jimmy about that after. Yeah, yeah. All right. Yeah, well, he knows about yeah, it. But yes. Okay. Yeah. So I'll just uh so we're going um so he has he has a draft that I can't attend, but I write him out this 
great cheat sheet. I think it's great for a snake draft. Like, don't take a quarterback until the sixth or seventh round. Before that, zigzag running backs and wide receivers all the way up to the, you know, you take a quarterback and then make sure you get backups the rest of the way, right? He's like, okay. So what I failed to realize is these are nine-year-olds and they're in love with quarterbacks. So everybody yeah. took a quarterback and Harrison was left with Derek Carr, right, as probably his best player. So uh, so he got he comes back upset because now that like Yahoo will give you a grade and he got like a D minus grade before <laughs> even started. So he's and his kids are laughing at him and now he's mad at me because of my cheat sheet and everything. I'm like, oh Jesus, what have I done? So the Thursday night game comes and he's a big Chiefs fan because the first year he could really root for a team, the Chiefs won the Super Bowl. And that's all it really takes in my stupid house. So um I'm no one to, you know, I, I what, what am I to say? I'm a Cowboys fan yeah, from my Long kids Island. were rooting hard for the Cowboys tonight because they were they winning were. 33 to nothing. Yeah. Yeah. yeah right. Yeah, that's good. That's good. <laughs> so anyway, he's a Chiefs fan. There's no talking him out of it. Patrick Mahomes came to Jimmy Kimmel Live and my cousin Mickey got an autograph. So now he's dug in, except for the fact that he has David Montgomery, the running back for the Lions, starting on his team. And when David Montgomery scores, he calls me. And uh, I forget where I was Thursday night. Oh, I was taping the, the show. And uh, he's going crazy excited about David Montgomery playing against his team, his team he roots for scoring. I said, <laughs> listen, you can't do that. You got to root for your yeah. team. I'm nipping this in the bud right now. You have to root for you. He's like, no, no, no. My fantasy team is my team. And I'm like, you have to root for the." Now I'm yelling at him to root for the Chiefs. I'm like, why do I care if he roots for the Chiefs or not? But um. I'm not even sure if I handled that correctly or not, but um, he's going to root for his fantasy team and not have a team. Maybe it's better to have one less thing to worry about. Did you share the reason the other drafter um, on that night with Bill? Did you talk about oh, my else? wife also had a draft with her um, her what? friends? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So she when had did a, that happen, and like, she had I, Daniel had Jones as a quarterback tonight, and she was freaking out. It really is a weird thing. Like uh, you either don't care or you really, really, really care, and um. Yeah, I, I spent bizarre. about an hour with your wife, Melissa, today, and she a couple of times checked to see how she was doing and she was winning. Oh, my God. Was very, yeah. What is happening? Yeah. Every, so, you understand there was a Tuesday night in which on which every <laughs> member of the Icono family <laughs> had it had their own fantasy draft. It's true. On. It really is a fantasy. Come true. We were watching yeah. the Pats game today and Tyreek Hill was doing well. And my son was sitting between me and Kyle. And he hopped on ESPN and just started doing a draft because he wanted to have Tyreek Hill in a draft. Wow. And he drafted this whole team next to us, like <laughs> with, with week one nearly over. And we were just, we, I just don't know what's going to happen to that generation, just in general. Yeah. They just, oh, they just run everything right away. Right, right. And well, the fact that they right sit, away. Yeah, right. Yeah. The fact that they have the attention span to sit for a two-hour draft is... um. That's, I guess, uh, commendable at this point. So Harrison's yeah. fantasy team is his team. Yeah, that's what that's he's he's going to wear that as, uh, as a hat. That's and the one. If you, can get, if you can get a logo, okay. that's done. What's the yeah. name of the team? I'll work on a logo. You know what? Uh, we have to think of a name because you, you could change it. Otherwise, they just stuck him with a stupid name. But we have to think of the Harrisos. The Harrisos. Um, yeah, it's not bad. My parent corner. So my son had a football game on Friday night. And then my daughter's playing in college and they stream the games. So we had, went to the game on Friday and my son took a couple of like, you know, football's not a nonviolent sport, took a couple hits, like his arm was all swollen after. And just in general, he played both ways. So every play is like the most tense thing ever because you just, you just don't want anyone to get hurt for three hours. So we finished that and then we watched the soccer game on Saturday 
and my daughter started the game and 12 minutes in and they, it's those cameras where like the cameras, they, yeah. they move yeah, automatically, they move. but sometimes they miss the play. So there's right. a throw in and they kind of miss the throw in and the camera moves and my daughter's holding her head and the game stopped wow. and it's in front of the bench and they immediately like take her off and they, they have an announcer for the game and it's like, oh, that's Zoe Simmons in there. Looks like on the throw in, she might have banged head, so she's going to come out. <laughs> and my wife and I are like, and there's no sideline reporter. There's no, we have no family at the game. There's nobody to text. And we're just like, what just happened? Did she get a concussion? So now they're all standing on the sideline. And every time the ball goes by, we're looking to see like, is she sitting on the bench? Is she standing? I was like, oh, she's standing. That's good. And a couple of times she rubs it. And we're just like watching this for 40. Mm. It was like the most stressful hour. And the second half starts and she's back in the game. She was fine. It turned out it was, they banged heads and the girl hit her on the side of the head. So she had a bruise, but it was just like sore. It wasn't like a concussion thing. But by the end of Saturday, we went for a walk after and my wife's like, I think I have an ulcer from those two games. Like, <laughs> it's, it's like too stressful. Are we going to just do this every weekend? Yeah. Um, there's this, like Sal, you're in the fun part where you're going to these nine-year-old baseball games and you know, you get to make fun of the parents and whatever. But when it gets to this higher level where you're just, your kids are in danger every oh, week, it's really fucking stressful. Yeah, yeah, my son really banged his penis at a soccer game because <laughs> he had it out. <laughs> he was trying to hit the goal. He got his penis stuck in a tape measure. <laughs> Doctors didn't know what to do. They came out with the chains and he immediately put his penis right there on the, the stake and uh, it was like a little shish kebab. So the other thing that happened, they, my son had a UFC party last night. And he invited eight <laughs> friends over and uh, he leaves to go on one of those scooters. He's like, I got to get, I got to get stuff for the party. And we're like, what does that mean? And he, he's like, I got to go to Rite Aid. I got to get stuff. We're like, okay. He comes back and it's just all of the stuff you just don't want anyone under 20 to eat under any, so it's like every bad fast food, um, just like cheese whiz and like just a bunch of Twizzlers and he just had all this stuff and puts it right in the middle and all these meatheads watched this whole UFC event and we went down after and like I, it was like Beavis and Butthead. All of it was either gone or in wrappers. And I'm surprised because Rite Aid usually has the freshest, best stuff. <laughs> <laughs> and UFC fans the best are usually very whiz. conscious of what they're eating. Yeah. Yeah. And they're just <laughs> going nuts and doing the testosterone thing. And I was like, what a great age when you're 15. He, you can eat anything, drink soda. Yeah. What if right. he came back with just a bag of rubbers? Like, uh, he's like, all right, boys. <laughs> Dad, close the door. <laughs> Do you have any, uh, any, any young daughter parent corners, Jimmy? Um, you know, it's funny. I, I, I'm sure I have a lot of good stories. Maybe I'll come back to another parent corner because uh, I'm sure I have a lot of stories about Jane. They're not quite as rock is she, sock as is, So Billy's the character. Well, Jane is a character too, but in a yeah. very different way. Like Jane yeah. will spend every P period writing a play and then casting kids in the play and then cutting kids from the play. <laughs> and then the kids' parents get upset that Jane's cutting them from the play. And we have to explain that that's show business, you know, yeah. it's a great <laughs> early lesson. But um, Jane is a, is very different than, than Billy. Are you driving your family crazy during the strike or are they glad to have more of you? 
I think they're glad. I think the kids are glad to have more of both of us, you know, because we both work at the yeah. show. So I think right. it's going to be a little weird for them when, when we go back to work. Now they have us driving them to school and picking them up every day. And a you're lot watching more the flash than, at seven 30 in the morning, eating yeah, hot dogs, flash on a Saturday, mini dogs. <laughs> Can I can I make a suggestion for Strike Force Five, if I may? Yeah. Because you know you because you you'll sometimes oh there it is because you'll sometimes give us notes. I mean, it's, right. it's, it's been a while, but no, no, no. I uh, I appreciate it's been, it, but it's been four hours. <laughs> it was about four hours. Um, why don't you trade John Oliver for Magic Johnson? No, no, I like John. Oliver. <laughs> no, why don't you know what would be good because it's Strike Force Five and you're kind of like superheroes. Why don't you reveal what your um superpowers are as talk show hosts? Like, who of you, I wonder, thinks they're the best at um. Uh, making uh, small talk in between commercials for a lead guest or, oh, that's you know, good. like, like, like that. things like that. I wonder, right? Like uh, intros or I'm, I'm trying to think like uh, pretending to like the bachelorette's childhood story, you know, like th <laughs> things like that. Or, or like without revealing the name, like the, the single worst interview you've ever had, just telling the story of what it was without saying who it was. Cause I know you guys have a little, it would be hard to, to figure out what that was. You know, the power for you, the story or the powers? Yeah, the, the stories. Like, I mean, there have yeah. been a lot of bad ones. I mean, yeah. the single worst interview, you could say like, every interview for the first three years was the single worst interview. <laughs> no, Even the no. ones we thought were good, you go back and go, oh, no, that was very bad. <laughs> well, the worst one has to be the one that didn't happen, right? Who didn't show up? Someone got mad at your Star Jones. Who was friends with Star Jones? Vivica A. Fox or somebody? Vivica no, A. No. Fox. Was yeah. it no, she, Yeah. Yeah, did she not show up or did she no the, the I can't remember one who didn't show up was the one who thought we were gonna give a lie a force a lie detector test on him. Right. And I can't hmm. remember who that was. Right. I why can't lie I either? I have it written. As if somewhere. that's even possible. You remember that. Like there was some <laughs> yeah, guests. I remember like, it. I'm not going out there because there was because we gave Uncle Frank a lie detector test. Mm -hmm. And this person who I don't know, I think was a notorious liar. Felt we were right. going to somehow strap him into it and give him one too, but it doesn't really yeah. work like that. No, no. Sal, will you tell the story of what happened at our fantasy draft, even though Jimmy's heard it? The audience. Yeah, Jimmy heard it. it. I told him about we're at the beach. Yeah. But you, yeah, this I, is somebody that works for Jimmy. I thought yeah. I had a good idea. You know, it's my turn to, um, to kick somebody out because I won the you, league you last won year. last year. Yeah. Yeah. So I get to kick somebody out and I don't do it until the day of the draft and everybody's got their research done and everything. They have their laptops and it's an uncomfortable situation. And it's all I could think of. I know Simmons, I have these three shows on Fandle TV and, and the ringer and all I could think of, honestly, I had to prepare for those, but I had, had to figure out a cool way to kick whoever I'm kicking out, out. And so, so we do to, it. To yes. be clear, I thought he was kicking me out, Jimmy, because it would have been the funniest thing. Sal's going to go to whatever the comedy is. And I just yeah, thought yes. since he was coming back and we were doing more stuff together and he'd be like, right. Simmons, you're out, would have been hilarious. I thought that would be good. Our friend Trevor um, flew yeah. out here for the draft. His wife is nine months and one week pregnant. And he flew out here for the draft for the one night. And then From I Kansas. also- from Kansas, sorry. And I had to pick him up from the hotel and drive him to the draft. I'm like, oh my God, that would have been be, funny. How great would this be? You know, that, and there are some I'm, others that are good I'm too. I'm so yeah. disappointed. Don't rush by that because I I've know. never been more disappointed <laughs> in you. If, is that, it too that, late? Been, that John Hand story is nothing compared to, uh, <laughs> first of all, this guy, 
First of all, Trevor deserved to be voted out. His wife is nine months pregnant, and he's coming <laughs> right. out for this stupid football yeah. draft. He could do over Zoom if he wanted to. Right. And, right. and the fact that you didn't do that indicates that there's something wrong, that you're softening. <laughs> no. I yeah, he's so that's what it is. He's getting no, softer no, no. in his old age. Ten years gotta, ago, you vote him out. You don't even think about it. You're right. I got to start pulling my penis out more. Uh, but no, I was obsessed with the fact that we did it at Wheelhouse, right? This yeah. uh, this house that uh, Jimmy's company it, uh, shares with the... Oh, it's a long story. Anyway, it's a nice house. It's a party house in Hollywood. Um, and we all did it. We got together and did it there. And it has a pool. And I was obsessed with the fact that there's a pool. And I said, why don't I take three people and have them jump in the pool? And the first two in the pool are in. And whoever it is in the pool last is out. They have to leave. I, I don't know why in my mind this was better than uh, th than it turned out. Well, I know why better than it turned out, but Jimmy suggested putting a coin in the bottom of the pool, but I got there late and I couldn't set up a coin. So I narrow it down to Elliot, who's Jimmy's um, childhood friend, right? Who got me in the fantasy league when I first moved out here. And then I turned it around and added all my friends and kicked his friends out, essentially. Um, <laughs> tall John... <laughs> who was a, a, a mixer and like, uh, you know, was like very verbally, um, I don't want to say abusive, but he was like, you know, he mixed it up with me a lot over the year. I was like, okay. And it would be funny to see him jump in a pool. He's about seven and a half feet tall. And our friend Brad was the third candidate because I was like, all right, he'll go in immediately. I won't even be done explaining the rules and he'll be in. So I explained the rules. First two in or in last one is out. And Brad immediately is like, oh, I'm out. I'm done. I was like, what? This, this is crazy. I thought he would have spun into the pool by accident, right? Let alone jump in with all his clothes, you know? He just sadly walked over to a chair and sat yeah. down. And, and which made the, the other, other two, two guys like, took their slowly clothes took off. their clothes off and just yeah. dunked in and that was it. And uh, really, like, it like bummed me out that uh, I, my, my whole plan didn't pay dividends. And then like, I think a minute later, he realized he had screwed up because as he's waiting for his Uber, you hear, fuck! <laughs> it, was, it was nuts, like in the front yard. <laughs> that could have been anything, though, really. Yeah, that's true. That's true. <laughs> so let's, can we rewind a little bit? I want to know, like, what yeah. um, what kind of um setup does one have to do when throwing a coin into a pool? I mean, like, how much setup does that actually require? I don't even remember what the coin, I, I forgot what the, uh, I don't know, it takes me a while. I was now. saying you know, if you put two coins in the pool, whoever mm -hmm. comes, that way they go under, you know, because technically. Yeah. <laughs> but well, I wouldn't Brad could have died if he did that. It didn't matter anyway. I mean, only two went in, so I, I was screwed. But I, I don't really know. Like, this is a guy, he slept over our place uh, a couple weekends ago, and, you know, we took him out for ribs and he's like, he, you know, he, you know, how his face gets just covered with, with barbecue sauce like 40 seconds in. And so he goes into the bathroom to wash his face and it's a whole process. He went into the women's bathroom twice and then comes out <laughs> and announces. He's like, I did it again. I did it again. And like some woman like lodged a complaint. I'm like, oh, God, I mean, imagine walking out of a stall and seeing that like they're just washing his face. Right. So he doesn't really have a lot of shame. I don't know what happened. I really don't. He couldn't even explain it to me. I Maybe think he so you want the cross. barbecue sauce to wash <laughs> off of his face in the pool. Next time we fill the pool with barbecue sauce and we're fine, I think. You're right. So your mistake was thinking our friend Brad would just immediately go in. What does he care? But it was yeah. the opposite. So it would be Maybe down he, to the other you know, two. Yeah. I can't say like he has like the greatest balance at this point. Maybe he was afraid of getting like wet and... He was, in the, ocean. He was right? in the ocean with us too a few weeks ago. I don't know. It's a bummer. I feel like, Jimmy, I feel like Sal feels bad about this. 
Well, it didn't go say, the I way he wanted it to go. And I think this yeah. was karmic punishment for not sending Trevor back on that plane <laughs> to Kansas. <Okay. laughs> but the other crazy thing is this is the third time Brad's been voted out since we started right. doing this like 12 years right. ago. We have right. two different teams in our draft who've never been voted out. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah. That's true. I think who so. Who are those people who don't get voted out? So Craig, Craig and Brian Craig have a team together. Brian Barton. Very nice yeah, guys. Yeah, because there's... They're very nice. You don't want to vote yeah, those guys out. They're not, not a causing lot of, any trouble. Yeah, they're not big, big, uh, like, But even those guys. guys are like, I can't believe we haven't been voted out. Like, we're, people are now double and triple dipping on getting voted out. It's kind of like Survivor. Under the radar. Right? And they're yeah, like Survivor, is. like the ones who, like, you know, stand out. They stay under the radar. Out, even if they're the best players, you know? So. There's yeah. another Billy Kimmel. Go ahead. He's yeah. got a water gun held to the back of Molly, his mother's head. <laughs> and Molly says, don't even think about it. And he said, I'm thinking about it right now. <laughs> what What is your discipline with him? Like, do you do, you do like the finger to, to the cheek? Like to any sort of contact? What I do is I pretend that I'm not dying laughing. And then I go, Billy, you put your pants on. <laughs> Molly so, gets mad because I'm supposed to behave like a father, but the truth of the matter is I, I would be a hypocrite if I didn't laugh. And even right. though she pretends she doesn't think it's funny because she wants to teach him some kind of a, a lesson, he knows. Yeah. He knows. Yeah. He looks at her. He knows. It does. He just knows. And she that. knows. She thinks it's funny too because when she retells the story, she's like that laughing all the way through it. Yeah, but she does yeah. think it's funny. What are you supposed she doesn't to do? want him doing it, but she thinks it's funny. Right. All right. So. Strike Force Five, you're doing uh, it's still, still yeah. twice a week, maybe a couple three timers if you get frisky. Yeah, you know, I think we've taped five of them, and so um, we have another new one, number four, I think, coming out tomorrow. And mm. um, yeah, we're, it's fun. It's it started as a Zoom that we put together every week, and it was something that I wound up looking forward to. And then, um, and then uh, we might even have some. We might even add a, a a guest host from time to time, a Ooh. bonus host. So Bill it has Kimmel. to be, if somebody comes on, they have to be somebody who either is hosting a show or has hosted a show, right? Yes. Yes. Someone who is known as a, a, a talk show host. Right. Mm. So yeah. that, so Magic Johnson is eligible still. Yeah. Just say Absolutely. it. Absolutely. 100%. Just say it. Yeah. That's good. Did, 100%. Did the running gag of, of photoshopping yourself in Magic's vacations <laughs> lose any luster when he started photoshopping you in his vacation photos or did it take it to another level? Not at all. And I would say that 85% of the people who look at that believe that I am on vacation with Magic. Some of them every single year. Some of them every year like, oh man, where are you guys? And I'd be like, uh, I'm at home. What do you mean, where are we? Like, oh, you're not in Italy with Magic? Like, no, look, at, look at how bad the Photoshop is. Not that I she's like the hardest to fool, but my mother, I think, posted it and reposted it on something, I don't know, and said, what a blessed life. What a wonderful, blessed life he has, my nephew. <laughs> Sal and I were on the ground floor of that because we were obsessed with Magic summer vacations and we would yeah. text about it. Right. And then the best. at some point you were bored one night and you just Photoshopped <laughs> yourself in one of the pictures. You know, I've and always then, loved Magic's Twitter because he puts an yeah. exclamation point yeah. at the end. It's like 
remember we're counting how many tweets in a row had an exclamation point at yeah. the end? Mm-hmm. It was like 12 in, in a row at one point. Yeah, 12, yeah. I think, was the record. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Another thing FanDuel could have up there. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Jimmy, great to see you. Thanks for coming on Parent Corner. Cousin Sal, you're up two nothing on me. I guess the Lions. Yeah, this is some year, Jimmy. When the Patriots lose and the Cowboys win, it's um, it's a great evening. It really is. Yeah, we really we've flipped places. I was yeah. thinking of both of you guys, but um, yeah. Well, and you know what? Enjoy it. Enjoy it. Soak it Thank in. You. Yeah. <laughs> All right, <laughs> Jimmy. Good job by you, Sal. Good job by you. Good job by you, buddy. All right, that's it for the podcast. Thanks to Cousin Sal. Thanks to Kyle Creighton and Steve Cerruti for producing, as always. Thanks to our friends at FanDuel. Don't forget about all of our FanDuel TV shows, including Cousin Sal's Winning Weekend on Fridays and Ringer Wise Guys on Sundays. Plus, we have shows every single day. The East Coast Bias guys are on there. The Fantasy Football Show is on there. Just the local guys are on there. Check it out, FanDuel TV. And I will see you on this feed on Tuesday. Looking forward to it. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. FanDuel is offering online sports wagering in Kansas under an agreement with Kansas Star Casino, LLC. Gambling problem, call 1-800-GAMBLER or visit fanduel.com slash RG in Colorado, Iowa, Michigan, New Jersey, Ohio, Pennsylvania, Illinois, Tennessee, and Virginia. You can call 1-800-NEXT-STEP or text Next Step to 53342 in Arizona. Call 1-888-789-777 or visit ccpg.org slash chat in Connecticut. 1-800-9-WITH-IT in Indiana, 1-800-522-4700 or visit ksgamblinghelp.com in Kansas, 1-877-770-STOP in Louisiana, mdgamblinghelp.org in Maryland, 1-800-GAMBLER.NET in West Virginia or 1-800-522-4700 in Wyoming. Hope is here. Visit gamblinghelplinema.org or call 800-327-5050 for 24-7 support in Massachusetts or Call 1-877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY in New York.